We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. the Oral Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Henry Diaz. This is episode number 49. Welcome, old listeners. Welcome, new listeners. Oral Fix is a social commentary podcast for the gay community. It can be listened to on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podomatic, Facebook.com backslash the Oral Fix, Stitcher.com backslash Oral Fix. And if you listen to it on Stitcher and you follow that address I just gave you, make sure you enter the promo code ORALFIX. I love Stitcher.com. Stitcher.com has a whole bunch of great podcasts on different types of genres, topics, and they have a great uh, sharing feature. So if you find like a great podcast like the Oral Fix and you want to share it to people on Facebook or Twitter or via email, it has like little shortcut buttons on there and they have a thumbs up or a thumbs down type of system uh, of, of ranking. So make sure you give it a thumbs up as well as on iTunes and the SoundCloud. Um, thank you, everyone. All the old listeners and new listeners that listened last week. You guys um, actually gave some hearts on SoundCloud.com and some likes on Facebook. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast. And uh, I encourage everyone else who's listening for the first time or who just hasn't gone around to leaving a comment or liking on Stitcher.com or on Facebook or Google+, please do so. Uh, it will help out the podcast in the long run i'm really shocked <laughs> that no one's tried or attempted to um 
win the contest that I posed last week. The contest is going to be open for the month of June. Um, anyone who has listened to the past to the podcast knows uh, my favorite uh, sitcom drag queen character. Um, actually, in the sitcom, she's not really a drag queen, but the person, the guy who plays this person um, is doing drag, basically. So it's I'm going to give you one hint, and the hint is this show was produced in the 80s, late 80s, and, and it ran into the early 90s. And um, it was featured on the East Coast on Channel 9. And if you listened... Uh, in the past or haven't listened yet and you want to go and rummage through the archives um, go to www.oralfixpodcast.com and you can listen to the archive shows there and you'll find out who is my favorite drag queen sitcom character and if you do make sure you let me know via gmail uh, the address is oralfixpodcast at gmail.com or you can call it in at 646-504-3491 and also let me know why you listen to the Oral Fix Podcast and why have you been listening to it continuously and I'll make sure to, uh, if you guess correctly if you're the first one to guess correctly I'll, I'll uh, submit your email address to uh, Mr. Dale Lazaroff himself and you'll win the PDF copy, which is a digital book uh, that you can view on your phones, your smartphones or tablets, of his unpublished book, Fancy. And I have to tell you guys, I got the link from Dale Lazaroff himself last week after the show aired. And and um, <clears throat> and since I've been laid you know, on my back because of me falling down the stairs last week i took a look at the the book itself and um while i was in my bed and it was it was pretty hot and sensual and erotic as his previous books (laughs) um i did i i did leave a little um a snippet of a picture um of the book fan uh fancy which hasn't been published yet everyone um in on last week's show notes for episode number 48 so um you know if you haven't submit the answer yet um there hasn't been a winner yet so make sure submit the answer and um and i'll make sure you get that copy of the pdf of fancy and let me know if you call it in or you, you or you write it in um and also your your reasons for listening to the podcast um and your also feedback, um, I will let me know whether or not if you want to be anonymous. Uh, if not, I'll include your name in the um, announcement. So uh, let's go on to the um, review of my week. Okay. Uh, are you guys ready for this? Sit down. Are you sitting down? <laughs> well, okay. So um, I've been feeling better this week. I've been doing a lot of recuperating. Um, I've also been organizing myself for the Renaissance Fair um, starting August 4th, and it ends on the 23rd of September. Um, it's only on the weekends. For those of you who don't know, you can also go to the New York Renaissance Fe- uh, com uh, to find out anything else um, about it and how to get there if you're interested in going. 
Um, so I got organized. I organized my makeup. I still have to organize Lady Chamaka's accessories. I got some really new, um, nice period clothing from thrift stores that I went to this weekend. Um, and this past week also, I got some new makeup, which is great. I can't believe like the type of makeup you could get at the dollar store. I mean, it's amazing. The makeup has been amazing. They have like shea butter, shea butter in it, and all these nice healthy ingredients. And and I'm like really surprised. Um, it's good to know that you know th- that cosmetic can be so healthy like that because otherwise i have sensitive skin and i get rashes or irritations i remember last year when i had uh this one pink eyeshadow that i would put on and um and the eyeshadow wouldn't uh wash away like very you know i it, it like i think i had to take like several showers um like it took several days for it to come off and it gave me like a really bad rash on my eyes <laughs> can you believe that um and I I got like literature from the library and CDs to help me um, better pr- in my pronunciations of the Elizabethan speech and and to brush up on that and you know the stuff that I got I thought was going to help me and you know and in brushing up but it it really hasn't it's more like history based and really really old English it's like the English spoken before Elizabethan speech uh, the Anglo-Saxon speech and. Um, and it's, it's amazing. I haven't returned it back because the history and the stuff that I'm learning is really, really amazing. Stuff that haven't that they really don't teach you here in American schools, uh, at least here on the East Coast, um, uh, where the Anglo-Saxons came from, how you know how the language came to be about. Um, uh, the most fact-rich. Uh, uh, thing that i learned from from one of the uh, sets of c- cds that I, I got auditory books was um that the s- language itself comes from stems from um a really ancient anglo-saxon um language uh which came from deep in the uh indo anglo-saxon area of indonesia which is like the south of india somewhere um and this was uh, you know the anglo-saxons really you know came from those areas and came from like the uh switzerland dutch viking areas over there out there and uh up north of europe and um uh, and and they were, you know, when they became Anglo-Saxons, like the real Anglo-Saxons of England, they were mixed. They were mixed of with Latin cultures. Um, I think maybe even some Asian, you know, whatever other cultures that were around there. They even Celts, and um, and then they became, you know, the Anglo-Saxons at some point. And um, and today there really isn't, you know, people may call themselves Anglo-Saxons, like Scottish people, like the true Anglo-Saxons, but supposedly. The Anglo-Saxon people of that time period era don't really exist anymore for some reason. I don't know if there are any Anglo-Saxons out there that are are still living and you're listening to this podcast. Let me know. I would love to hear more of that history. So what else? That doesn't have to do anything with gay culture. Um, Let's see. Uh, I had, you know, right before I got on the podcast, I saw this thing on yahoo.com, um, Cher takes her mom to meet the president 
and <laughs> and the it's a really interesting article i mean not because of what the content they wrote about is interesting but the pictures in it are interesting Cher's mom is like beautiful she's like 86 years old and she doesn't really look her age she looks like she might be in her 60s and um and Cher herself looks beautiful also the pictures don't look retouched or anything and she also took a picture with Chaz Bono and uh, Chaz Bono her son now son <laughs> and um and Chaz looks really healthy and and you know Cher and Chaz because of the surgeries they've gone under at least Cher because it's more been I guess a lot of facial um uh, plastic surgery she looked flawless and it doesn't look like it was photoshopped um so i'm gonna link that to the notes uh i think that there's been a lot a lot of news like like spread about and and uh, on the web it's just been too much this week and i just couldn't really concentrate on anything so i have really nothing to report but just that because i've been doing a lot of healing this week which um has been good so i'm not going to fill up your eardrums too much with a lot of uh reviews or updates this week but you know i am gonna um i, I am gonna say that uh, i had a dream <laughs> while i was sleeping um uh, you know me and my dreams uh of peter bishop again uh you know the guy from fringe who is played by joshua jackson who's really cute has really nice blue eyes and cheeks and really plushy cheeks and a really defined, a really cute and defined uh, chin. <laughs> Him and um, John Noble, the guy who who plays uh, Doctor Bishop on the show, and and a tour were there also. Um, there were there was no, you know, making love in this, but there was like a makeout scene, you know, um, between me and Joshua Jackson. And it's not like I've been thinking about him or Fringe, so I don't know why I'm have I had this dream. Um, it's really interesting how dreams just just uh they they come about and come to be when we close our eyes um i i mean i guess in my subconscious maybe i was thinking about peter jackson uh i mean uh peter bishop and joshua jackson uh i i don't know it it was you know he he hugged me he kissed me he on the lips um <laughs> and him uh, Anna Torv and John Noble all smiled at me and were, and it kind of like faded in the background after a while. It was just, I don't know. It was really interesting. I guess it was a parting gift or something because the season's ending in the fall and maybe they're trying to tell me they're not going to give me the ending that I really want. I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to feel like I should invite Peter no, Joshua Jackson on the show. So stay tuned for that, people. All right, so let's go to a break, and we'll be right back.
<laughs> Welcome back, everyone. That was Matthew Deere, song title Crime Waves. And I love Matthew Deere. I just stumbled on uh, onto him uh, through a, a record labeled site called ghostly.com, which I'll talk about more in the next segment. Let's move on to that next segment, Sniff and Scratch. <laughs> Sniff and Scratch. Sniff and Scratch. And Sniff and Scratch is where I update you guys on the latest things that not so much there is trending out there, but I that I stumble upon and I think that you guys may like and enjoy in tech, movies, health ecology anything out there in that realm of gayness of higher intellectual minds (laughs) it's mostly you know movies tech relationships uh videos um gadgets computers stuff like that um and art and ecology as i introduced last week so uh, this week, um, there's not much, but I do have stuff for you guys. In tech world, there is a Dash robot, and in case you guys don't know what a Dash robot is, um, they're, they're robots that are manufactured um, that walk, that are used like for surveillance, um, for for carrying weight uh um or for you know multi-purposes multi-purpose things and usually the um i think the dash robot was created uh it was like through military funding of some of some sort i believe um if i'm wrong please somebody correct me um and I found an article on CNET uh which was very interesting um there was there's a dash robot a little small one actually um about the size of maybe a cockroach maybe maybe even smaller um that has been taught uh through computer um engineering and stuff um and and i think with some help of velcro they say i really don't know how it works and the person who wrote the article didn't really describe in detail um exactly how it does this but you know a cockroach can you know gross cockroach um you a cockroach a gecko and i forgot what was the other animal that can or insect that can do that also um can walk over a ledge and go and keep walking underneath side uh, on, on the other underside of the ledge yeah imagine that and um and i believe like um the way that this actually works is that the there's some type of velcro material or something on the legs of the dash robot and it's really interesting i mean there's no motion um to this on the article they just have some pictures of uh, of you know shot to shot um from like maybe a, a camera burst or still shots from um from a frame and um from a video frame and it's really interesting what how this little robot can do this now if this little robot can do this imagine 
what else it can do or imagine what else they have behind door number two um <laughs> or in their basement that they've been toying around with that we don't know and when i say basement i mean you know i'm that's a metaphor um so i i think that um it's something that you, you guys might want to take a look at and it actually works um you know now that i'm thinking about it i think i'm gonna a Google it dash robot and see if there's any um, any uh, uh, any videos uh, dash robot cock can you believe that uh, you spell cockroach like cock and then roach cockroach <laughs> um, cockroach yeah here we go I think there's a a, a video here um, amazing yeah i found it but um it's it's really not doing anything um oh yes here he goes oh wow okay so i have a video for you guys i'm gonna link this on the show notes for you and this is amazing what it can do and what i'm seeing right now on this video <laughs> so the person that's seen it actually you know did a lazy job there um of actually providing that video link um, so I'm going to put it here as a dash robot, uh, video link and that, that'll be on the show notes. Something else in tech that caught my eye and I think you guys may have a geeky interest in, um, is the HMDX jam Bluetooth speaker. Uh, <laughs> what I like about this is that, uh, it's a Bluetooth speaker. And it's just one speaker. Yes, I said one speaker. And the way that they're selling it and marketing it right now is is very cute. <laughs> it's uh, in a in a glass jar. I, I believe it's glass. I I it's probably plastic, but um, it looks like if it's like a jam, like like a jar jam or something. <laughs> but it's actually the speaker inside, and the speaker is about like you know the size of a a fist, maybe smaller than that. And you can actually plug this in um with a line, or you can do it via sync it in with a device via Bluetooth and play your music through it. Um, it's you know it's supposedly has good quality sound, but it's not nothing you know to wow at. It's not like, you know, um, stereo surround, but, you know, the packaging, the the style of it, the, you know, the, the form factor, it's beautiful. And it looks simple and sleek, and it's only $40. So knock your socks off there. I'm going to link that to the show notes. Um, I, you know, I, I particularly don't have, like, any reason to buy one of those. But I think for the most part, if I did have the money... And I just wanted to just test it out or just have it around for something. I don't know, the bathroom maybe because I love to listen to my podcasts while I shower. But I have my own set of speakers for that. They're loud enough. I, I, I would probably you know consider the speaker or maybe a pair of them. I, I You know, that's one thing I don't know if they can you can actually work them and link them as a pair. But so far, I think devices like this, they just, you know, work alone. So um, especially when you're streaming over via Bluetooth, that's two channels to two different speakers, uh, unless they sync and they, they kind of triangulate to that one Bluetooth device. I don't see that working. But um, you could do your own investigation and find out. <laughs> it's there on the show notes. Moving on uh, to mobile, uh, to smartphones. Now, everyone, when I say mobile, I mean smartphones. 
though mobile can actually, you know, um, it's, it's so general that it could be very encompassing of a lot of gadgets that are mobile. But, um, but in terms of technology that's mobile, um, smartphones mostly, uh, this really hasn't been anything that really has caught my eye it's for me to like really talk about. Maybe, maybe the Bluetooth uh, that Bluetooth speaker could have gone under here, but I, I, I that's more like tech. Anyway, um, nothing really happening and exciting in the smartphone world and of mobile, except for uh, this latest iPhone rumor from Apple Insider, which was that I found over on CNET. Um, CNET has a, a compil a, a compiled a uh, a large timeline. I forget how far back it goes of iPhone rumors, like that predate. Um, uh, well, that they predate the worldwide developers conference before it launches and last week i said that the worldwide worldwide uh developers conference was going to start last year i mean last week sometime but it's actually this week that starts on uh, tomorrow monday the 11th um i think that there were some check-ins and some other preliminary things that happened last week maybe on the fifth or sixth but the actual uh, announcements start tomorrow, Monday. So, um, supposedly iPhone five is not going to be talked about or the mini iPad, uh, tomorrow, uh, according to the, the sources from Apple insiders, which stem from the manufacturing company of the iPhone itself, uh, back in Asia and Foxconn and which makes sense because, you know, when the rumor leaked out that the screen, the four inch screen, uh, was being ordered, uh, for the development, well, for the, in the uh, manufacturing of the iPhone 5 that was back in June and so that means that they're in the process of making this device and even though it wouldn't be ready to um uh to sell it's 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 you know it's going to take quite a you know some time in order for those to to be prepared for selling or launching um, but normally, I you know, this just doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe this rumor is not right, and it's just so on top of all these other rumors. They really are don't happen um, because even though if they didn't have a bunch of iPhones ready for us to buy, like let's say by you know August, July or August, and they launch, well, it can't be a launching. It'll be an announcement. You know, if it does happen tomorrow and it's an announcement, that means that. You know, the products won't be probably finished or ready to go until like October, which is another rumor people have been uh, speculating that the iPhone 5 is going to actually go, um, it's going to be an, an, uh, announced and launched uh, in October or September instead of tomorrow, which normally I don't think this, it's been a while since an iPhone 5, or well, an iPhone in general, a new iPhone was sold at the same day that is or the same month that it's announced. So um, some of these rumors are distorted and I think they're probably are, you know, just people trying to get people's attention on the online and getting page ranks. Um, it's there for you guys to read, but I think what's even more interesting to go through is the Apple um, iPhone uh, rumors that have been uh, uh, compiled at CNET. Uh, something for you guys to look at. Uh, in apps, we have... There's one, well, I'm going to talk about iPhone apps today. I'm sorry, you Android guys uh, and girls, but um, uh, two that caught my eye. And, I, you know, if, if this iPhone 5 turns out to be 
my new phone and it it blows the Galaxy S3 out of the water, then I'm going to get this app called Camera Plus. It it um it gives you a more sophisticated and rich uh camera application and for your iPhone. So the one that comes with the iPhone is good, but it does it's not like feature rich like this one uh camera plus like gives you like an ability to uh to do hdr and 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 tweak the settings it gives you multi-burst shots and and plenty of other stuff even filters and and um it just looks really impressive and it's gotten a lot of attention lately because it had a second year anniversary and also uh it's just gotten really great ratings and reviews in the app store the next item that I'm going to talk about of uh, the app is called Ghostly Discovery. And this is a app from Ghostly uh, Record Label that I spoke about earlier um, after the break. And ghostly.com uh, has a player online that you can, um, if you, you know, if, if you click on the link and go to the one online, um, and, and mess around with one on the website. It is really freaking cool. I've blogged about it in the past on, on the oil fix podcast, uh, blog, and I can't speak highly about it, uh, enough about it because, um, it's, it's really simple. There are three little level levels, uh, one for mood that you can move up and down and set to how you're feeling. And there's a color that's applied to it. And then you could, um, the other two lovers are one for tempo and whether or not you want it to be digital or, and they have like these, like, it's almost like, bar- like, uh, I don't want to say barometers, but there's a scale of what kind of digital to what kind of or- organic sound and music you want to listen to and to the type of tempo that you want. So all those three things combined, um, the, the web app and also the mobile app for iPhone, and it sucks that it's only on iPhone, um, gets you like it, it it does like this pandora thing where like it gives you an a compilation of all of their music that they have on their label that uh, some of it it's like it's for free that you can download but most of it you have to pay for um and and most of it is at a good price also i have to say and um and and it gives you really great content that you can listen to and actually discover so um it's a really smart tool and um and two thumbs up for Ghostly. I love this app, um, and I and and I think it might be only ninety nine cents. I may be wrong, um, but I think there is a charge to it. So moving on to movies, uh, we have movies and t- uh, TV and YouTube land. Um, I <laughs> when I was doing the. Uh, uh, Prometheus uh, reviews um, while well, listening and, and looking for other people's reviews. I found on CNN uh, Rotten Tomatoes review of Prometheus but, and they also reviewed Madagascar 3 which I didn't know came out and um, and I haven't even watched Madagascar 2. I've heard both of them weren't the greatest. I've seen the first one and the first one was funny. It wasn't like extremely funny but it was great and the third one, the trailer, I always judge a movie by its trailer and um, I'm sorry, it's like judging a book by its cover but um, most of the times I'm right and the trailer is awesome. I mean, I think it's really funny 
And Rotten Tomatoes, I forgot what grade they gave it, but they said it was hysterically funny. And it looks hysterically funny. There's a giraffe in there that looks like the giraffe from um, this old 70s bubble gum, which I can't even remember the name to now, or I think it was a candy or something. Um, it was a giraffe that was like many different um, colors, or was it a zebra? I think it was a zebra. Anyway, the giraffe in the trailer is really funny. He does like this like rainbow polka dance and and song and and the rest of the trailer is funny. Even like there's a, a pillow fight between the penguins and the penguins were, are always funny, especially in the first. That's why I went to see Madagascar, the first one, because I had the penguins were funny and hysterical. And so were the lemurs. <laughs> um, there's a Wonder Woman th- movie now actually being contracted and they they gotten a guy um co-writer whose name i it's escaping me right now the co-writer to uh green lantern is um writing uh the the movie for wonder woman and of course we have batman and we have superman everyone else's game played um up on the silver screen why do they leave wonder woman out and it's always been hard to get a wonder woman new um sitcom or or movie out and so this looks like it's it's like for real now like they they're really serious about this warner brothers is on uh i think i believe it's warner brothers they say it's warner brothers here co-writer is michael goldenberg and i believe yes warner warner brothers is signing on to this so on and also uh that they're they're just writing it now so they they don't have any actors or actresses lined up for the movie just yet so i guess in the next four or five years we won't see a wonder woman movie but um a justice league movie uh has it's uh, it's I don't know if it's in production, but I'm no, they're writing it and um some unknown writer is well that to me is uh unknown is writing it. And um he's uh he wrote something um for uh Zack Snyder's forthcoming Superman. No. That's that's not him. I'm I'm kind of like skimming through here, but um, it's it's real. Uh, you know, J- DC is investing money in creating a Justice League movie. Um, and as you know, Avengers for all you guys who are diehard comic book fanatics and Avenger fanatics and Marvel Universe fanatics, that was I did really didn't see that like making any big money Avengers, and it did, and I, I and I still haven't seen it yet. So that's something for you guys um, to think about there, and and to look on uh, to, to look at the Justice Justice League movie, as my neighbor is calling me right now, and my phone is vibrating. Um, <laughs> just distracted me there for a little bit. Um, the guy who it says here, I'm trying to find this guy who's actually writing this, but um, I can't seem to find it. And for some reason or another, this article, like, you know, said that the Green Lantern movie wasn't the greatest. And I, I have to disagree with that. Like, it wasn't a failure. Maybe it was at the box office. I don't think it was because they're coming out with a sequel. Um, sometimes some people have a way with writing that I just don't agree with. Um, so that's that. Um, what else is going on? Um, all right. So, all right. So I was on late, I was laid on my back. I'm healing because of my back injury this week. And I've been going through a lot of videos and there's been so much that's been happening. Like I 
uh, I've mentioned, um, I think I mentioned earlier in the show, that I couldn't really focus on things. And some things that really popped out at me was the Brady. Um, this guy, he's on, he has like six videos online. Um, his YouTube channel is called Kirby Khan, and he did. He, he's been doing like um, super, he's been superimposing people into old shows like uh, the Cosby's as well as the Brady Bunch and Cheers. Um, and I found uh, the Cheers one. I found uh, his video channel through, I think it was Accidental Bears um, blog. And um, there was a Cheers video that they did with some drag queen in there who was really funny. And the same person who played the drag queen there um, played Oliver, the little, I think it was cousin to the Brady Bunch kids during the 70s, that 70s shows, uh, the Brady Bunch, for some of you who are probably of the newer generation who don't know the Brady Bunch. Um, and it, it's really funny, the parody that this guy uh, built. <laughs> uh, he makes Oliver into like uh, like a, a street cursing, uh, low life little kid who has problems, um, who's actually gay, like like uh like severely gay <laughs> you, you have to watch it it's like it's like uh it's like cousin slutty cousin betty sue from down south comes and and vi visits the, the the brady bunch and um and i have to warn you there's a lot of cussing but um overall i you know it, it is so bad that it's really funny and good and it's for those of you guys who are into something different. Um, I'm going to link it there to, in the show notes. <laughs> um, talking about so bad and so good, uh, I, I also ran across uh, New Now Next uh, had a a um, the uncut or the the scenes that weren't that didn't make it to the RuPaul season four reunion and there were some questions and answers there that they were kind of cool but i think the highlight for me was willem when willem explains why uh she puked and finally we get an answer for that and it wasn't something really big and special like i thought like you know she did drugs or something or she drank too much and she didn't um and she didn't eat um but it was close to that <laughs> uh Something else was uh, the interview with um, on the Daily Freak Show with uh, I can never pronounce the name. I'm gonna try here. Da Damiana Damiana. I don't know why she has that hard name, but hey, I'm my drag name has a hard, but it has syllables though. Um, <laughs> pronouncing name La Chamaca. Um, Damiana did an interview with Sharon Needles, which is hysterically funny. You have to watch it. The, it's it's just really funny. Um, and then uh, Mike Enders does another bathtub uh, YouTube uh, interview. And this time he interviews porn star Jake Deckard um, from Rolling, mostly known for his videos on uh, Raging Stallion. And, um, and it's pretty funny and and it's just really nice eye candy to look at <laughs> uh, and now in music there's been um really nothing that i've come across that's really worth to talk about or buzzworthy worthy i think but uh but one video which again 
this goes under that category it's so bad it's good um uh the the uh i believe they're german or swedish uh is well this is german here so it's die Ant- antwood uh the duo dj electro group <laughs> put out a new video called babies on fire <laughs> and uh boy is baby on fire i mean uh you know, this has been, they've been blogged about when they first came out with that really um, freaky, uh, their song Freaky. It was on the blog uh, at com, and the video was freaky, um, but it was really like um, out of the box and it, it, was, it was very avant-garde in some ways. Yeah, it, you know, they just like to break the barriers and and you know just go over that little borderline that says eh, 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 eh. and um it's a brother and sister um scenario in the video and um and the brother keeps chasing the girlfriend's i mean the excuse me sister's boyfriends out of the house and the sister keeps um you know she she keeps inviting the boyfriends up and trying to have sex with them and it's like you know the tale of a young girl um coming to her age of puberty and experimenting with sex and it just it's just it just goes to the deep end so it's there for you guys to look at um and in fashion uh if you haven't heard yet the uh american apparel just in time for new york's well new york city's uh gay pride um they uh, contracted Isis King, one of America's top model, transgender uh, top model. I don't know who she is, really, because I really don't watch America's Next Top Model. But um, she's pretty. And I found her through Accidental Bear again. And I'm linking that to the show notes. I think you guys, um, they, you know, she's wearing like these really cool. I love American Apparel, but by the way, like their underwear is great. Like the color stuff. And um, they have T-shirts now promoting gay marriage, legalized marriage, something like that. One says, the other T-shirt says, um, it's okay to be gay. No, gay okay or okay gay. Let me look at that. It, it's it's cute. It's you know it's quirky. But um, I I I don't know if I'll buy a T-shirt. But uh, you know, ISIS makes this uh, look really, 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 really um, something good and something that you might want to have in your wardrobe gay okay is the name of the t-shirt gay okay i don't know uh, <laughs> and um and uh so i'm gonna get it so i found two videos actually one video one website called alpha omega underwear and i found them through facebook and the little ad section there and they have some really cool uh not all of them are really cool but some of them are pretty cool um underwear and one of them is a uh, once they have two different styles one one are briefs and the other are jack straps the jack straps are okay but the briefs are pretty cool like um there is something to like you know consider if you're buying andrew christian underwear now because of the all the all that <laughs> all that crazy promotion happening out there on on youtube land and on facebook but um uh alpha omega underwear they're really simple they're not too skimpy they they really have a nice form to them and colors so um they have like these little stripes that go down your crotch 
Uh, one of them I, that I particularly like, <laughs> they're red, and then they have another stripe right next to it, which is yellow, which is spaced apart like about an inch. And um, the only thing I, I, you know, that I would like to see more from them is maybe some butt shots to see what the underwear, underwear looks like from behind, which they don't really show you. But something to consider and something else to consider here, last but not least, is Slick It Up. I'm sure you guys have seen this website through Manhunt. Um, seen their ads uh, for different types of uh, lifestyle or sexual encounter type of clothing undergarments, but um, they I it's something that caught my eye was these underwears that look very like Prometheus, the movie un- <laughs> uniform type of underwear. It's very it has like this really nice spacey feel to it, and it has it's really weird too. Oddly enough, it has the same colors that the uniforms and it matches the uniforms or well, the spacesuits in the movie Prometheus. They're like uh, blue. Uh, spacey blue dark blue and kind of mystic blue with this really nice rich bloody red (laughs) and that's it for sniff and scratch let's go to a break and we'll be right back from the planet high school album uh that's someone else that i found on ghostly and uh ghostly.com that is and um mux Mool, i've been listening to his music for uh, almost a year now and i i love it whenever any of his tracks just like pop up on on my um iphone or android device uh yes i did say iphone i have an old 3g <laughs> that i don't use but i i don't use for phone calls but i do use for uh listening to music or podcasts in my living room all right so let's go to the next segment that is go ask alice Hi, and this is Go Ask Alice, where you can ask me anything you would like, 
I'm not really Alice, but <laughs> uh, this is a segment w- which I've dedicated for metaphysical things uh, so I can speak about them and actually have a platform for you all who are listening to call in and give feedback or share your own stories or ask questions if you'd like. And I I started a trend which I would like to keep and continue um, every week of pulling out a card for the week. And so it will attune you and and everyone else, as including myself, on you know how to guide our thoughts and our actions th- throughout the week um, until the next podcast. And for this week, I've pulled out uh, the card Death, which is also known as Semi in my uh, ancestral tongue, and. Um, Semi is a uh, it's is a dualistic. There's a dualistic mean, meaning to it. Um, my people choose to see it as a spirit or the spirit, the entity of spirituality, which is God, consciousness, or the Creator, um, or spirits in general. If you make a plural out of it, but um, the Maya uh, see semi as also the uh, just death, the spirit world, the afterlife, the the place where where things go to renew itself, and in any traditional tarot deck, you'll find um, semi uh, death as a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, though we never know how death will, you know, will will actually happen. Death of things, death of people, people, places, and things in general, and. Um, in, th- in this, what I'm getting here uh, for the week for all of us, um, according and going along with the other cards I've pulled out for the month and last week, um, anything that you're doing this week, anything that you, that you're you're focused on, or it becomes something of uh, time consuming, is uh, and and you're having a hard time deciding. Uh, what to do now remember the card that I pulled out was complexity it was all about 12 and and handling and balancing and and kind of like you know a, uh, really using that center focus from the previous month if you're applying death here for this week to all of that you know what you're essentially doing is you're putting down you're letting go things that don't really um, work for you that, that that really you can't carry anymore so if there's like some extra baggage dead weight <laughs> sort of speak um, that includes people places and things that just outlive their purpose I think I spoke about this last week as well let it go this week your our minds our focus this week our divinely consciousness uh, consciousness should be focused on letting things die you know or renewing things so you you have something that you want to throw out but you think you can still repurpose and do something with then do that if you know the same rules apply to a relationship you know is there a relationship with a friend or 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 a lover or something some part of it that needs to be repurposed or um it needs to be renewed apply that uh, mind of thinking, uh, well, methodology, I should say, to that. Um, 
Otherwise, it's going to be a do-or-die situation. It could be pretty ugly. It could be that you will not let go, and, and you're going to be dragged through the mud and through any other nasty scenarios or you know your relationship with that object or person or whatever it is, place. Um, you'll encounter a rough patch because you won't let go. It's always really good to to really consider thinking um, and listening to that higher self, that that better part of yourself that is always telling you, uh, 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 you shouldn't eat that because you're going to gain another five pounds. Like I have. <laughs> I've gained like 25 pounds, I think, over the winter. <laughs> That's not good. I, I'm like almost like 180. That's not really good. I mean, it doesn't really totally too much looks like it because i've you know i spent a good amount of time of my years as a human especially since teenage since a teenager weightlifting um so i have a nice body but i have a lot of fat or maybe it's just a lot of a lot of muscle there but um (laughs) yeah it's time to let go so if you need to change a diet also (laughs) change your diet uh (laughs) as miss piggy would say i have like this little saying on my refrigerator it says never eat uh more than you can lift (laughs) so um yeah it's all about letting go this week guys girls um you know let go or be dragged and maybe there might be some type of death unforeseen to you and um and and you know don't look for death around the corner just because i said this <laughs> don't you know keep expecting something to die cuz it just i don't think it's that type of death it, it's just you know but there might be a chance that that happens and some of you guys might call me and say hey you were right and if i was let me know <laughs> you can give me a call at 646-504-3491 or Send it as an email, oralfixpodcast at gmail.com. Another topic that uh, I would like to bring to Go Ask Alice is uh, the notion of dreaming. Um, as many of you guys, as many of you know, I have like these outrageous dreams that I share with you all so nicely. Uh, <laughs> and um, dreaming um, is a very delicate thing. If you, you know, if some people say that, um, I don't dream. I don't remember my dreams. Um, I think we all dream. And as scientists prove, when we're sleeping, we have this thing called um, a REM sleep, which is a state where our mind is constantly, um, it's, it's, let's say, unpacking everything that's happened to us during the day. And it's refreshing our system, regenerating us for the next day. And while that's happening, our mind is always is also working because our mind works along with the rest of our body and tells our body what to do. So obviously there's something going on um, in that dreamland, in the headspace of ours. And um, I, 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 and, and for me, you know, for people who do remember their dreams or recall their dreams, you know, the way I started um, handling my dreams and getting uh, a grip on them because I would have different types of dreams. There's, there's these different types of states of dreams that we have. And one is a very lucid state 
where we recall a, a lot of things those are lucid dreaming is where where it's like really detailed rich and we could wake up and remember what they said to us of what we were doing or or what was being done to us and also we can remember the feeling of the dream and then there's another dream where is i don't really have a scientific term for this but i only have an Amer American Indian um, background uh, perspective on this, and this is a spiritual dream or a, um, of you know a higher a higher state dream. Um, this is a, a type that it involves almost like an out of body experience where you just don't feel like you know it was a dream. You feel like everything is happening to you more. It's like lucid dreaming, but you know to the ten max, <laughs> you know and. Um, in in sensory perception everything about the dream just seemed real like it seemed like you were in your physical body um well actually most times when that hap when you're having that type of dream you don't necessarily feel like you're in um uh, your body dreaming you feel like you're in your body but not dreaming you know like you're you're actually everything is happening to you at, at the same time so um there's a more of a recall there um, and that particularly is not REM sleeping. And, other, and for you guys who are wondering what REM means, it means rapid eye movement. And that's uh, your eyes like flicker and they keep moving around while you're sleeping. Um, and that's the most commonly known type of sleep before there is, well, dreaming before there is um, lucid dreaming. Now, there's a... so. After a higher state of or out of body experience dreaming, there's another type of dreaming where um, it's called deja vu, where you you're actually you're you're dreaming about something, and then not until like several years later, or maybe a, a day or two later, um, the same thing you were dreaming about happens to you, and in your waking day and life. And I've had many of those where. You know, I've been to, you know, the dreams are, the dream itself has been so outrageous and things have had, uh, that transpire in the dream takes me to um, a place I've never been to later to find out that I'm actually in, in that place and, you know, several days later or years later, um, experiencing everything that I experienced in the dream. So it was, almost, it was like a foreshadowing. And those are really prophetic, like very like psychic-based, I tend to believe. Um, other people have different theories about uh, deja vu um, dreams. And, and for me, they're, you know, they're, they're more than, than just, you know, um, uh, some type of scientific terminology to it, and uh, I, I think I think there that you really go into the future somehow. Um, there's a podcast I listen to called Paranormal. Uh, para, the, yeah, the par Paranormal podcast, and somebody was on there recently talking about um, how we can go into the future and uh, and manipulate the future and see things in the future. And I believe deja vu. And as he, this guy was stating, I wish I remember his name. Um, deja vu uh, dreams are actually us like having some type of form of autobody experience, but going into the future. And going into the future involves like all this like emotional stuff, like which I'm not even going to get into. But um, but deja vu is like a glimpse into the future, and um, or that you've actually traveled into the future. Like this weekend. Um, as an example, I went uh, to uh, a, another county from where I live, 
and I and I was in a small little town with a friend of mine, and we were going thrift store shopping for uh, my Renaissance costumes, and and then we passed this town, and uh, everything seemed like really familiar to me all of a sudden. And I said to her, I feel like I've been here before. And and I look and I looked to this one store and I looked away from it and I said, I've been here. I really have been here. And I shocked her because I was so overwhelmed by the feeling because in the dream then, um, I didn't know what why I was in that town, but I was in that town and I was in front of this health food store, which had a very unique name called Back to Health or Back to Nature, I believe it was the name of it. And um and the rest of what played out in the dream or the deja vu actually happened and played out um in the day as I passed the store. So um yeah, uh it, it's it's um you know, it's it really plays with your mind. But um so, you know, when I was young and I had these dreams and even till today, like some dreams can just baffle me, even higher state dreaming. Um I ex- I I would read up, go to the library to read up more about it, and um, I w- seek the counsel of spiritual people that were more advanced than me, than me, and um, and 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 it ha- and it helped me to formulize uh, some type of system to gain some control over my dreaming, and uh, one of the best practices practices to recall dreams or to actually um, see what the significance behind the the dreams are is to have a dream journal. So whenever you have like a spectacular dream or an intense emotional dream, you write it down. You might not know what the meaning is then, but when you look back on it like a week or two or several years later, you'll actually see the meaning and the signs and clues behind that dream. And most of the times, I have to say, most of the times it has to do uh, about our emotional state and our subconscious actually talking to us. And um, and if not, then there are actually, you know, um, you know, signs and, and prophetic things that are behind it, like deja vus. Um, or, you know, some people even experience having uh, direct communications with a past a family member who's passed away or or a loved one of some sort and like myself like my dead (laughs) ex-boyfriend who came back to haunt me (laughs) in my dreams um so you know another uh good practice to have um by you like let's say if you're having nightmares or even if you want to have like clear lucid dreaming dreams is to put a bowl a clear bowl of water or a glass of water, a clear glass of water, uh, underneath the uh, bed space that you that your head rests on, or um, if you have a nightstand near the nightstand, which I'm assuming is by your your head or in the path of your head, um, or having crystals also like an amethyst crystal. Amethyst is really good for or quartz crystals. Well, amethyst is better for dreaming uh, and nightmares if you're having nightmares or jet. Um, but, um, a coarse crystal is good though. Just be prepared that your dreams will be really, really, really energized because coarse crystals are all about, um, channeling energy and, and actually, um, holding a lot of energy and, and, um, and it's almost, it's always like a a quartz crystal, you know, especially depending on the clarity can be overpowering for dreaming. So, um, so you know, just 
be on your your own you know best uh uh be your own best guide on that and you know if you're gonna mess around with crystals it's always helpful to get a crystal book and um I'm sorry I have no uh, good references for you at the moment, but I'll link some on the show notes. And uh, Judy Hall makes a really great, um, I know that's one of my favorite crystal um, authors. And um, check it out. And I hope you guys have sweet dreams out there. Um, I think I've given you a mouthful uh, to think about. And um, those, you know, are really simple tools and easy tools to start off with for beginning beginner dreamings and getting a handle on them and uh hopefully if you guys like this enough i'll do another you know let me know and i'll do another cast uh, go ask alice with the um meaning and symbology uh, behind dreaming so let's take a break and i'll be right back Welcome back. That was Lucene, Two Dots, the Nick Fansuli remix. And that was somebody else that I discovered uh, using the ghostly discovery application. <laughs> All right, everyone. So this is the top of the hour, the end of the show. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for supporting. Uh, please make sure that you rank and or give feedback on those podcast players like itunes or soundcloud.com or or podomatic or and facebook uh and you know if you go to the show notes leave a comment on the show notes at www.oralfixpodcast.com also uh you can listen to and rank uh and rate uh, the podcast on stitcher.com backslash oral fix without a space and enter the promo code oral fix for that um, monthly $100 cash card uh, drawing. And, you know, if you want to follow my photography, you can follow me on Instagram, Henry M. Diaz. And or you can follow me on Get Glue uh, <laughs> and see what I, I'm watching. I also tend to uh, post that on Twitter, and uh, you can find Oral Fix on on Twitter as well. Oral Fix Oral Fix Podcast, and on Facebook is Facebook.com backslash The Oral Fix, 
and also on G Plus uh, Oral Oral Fix, or you can look up the podcast on G Plus by entering my name, Henry M. Diaz. So, um, you know, if you're on Manhunt, I just want to give you one word of advice before I leave. <laughs> um, please post decent shots of yourselves. I've been promoting the podcast on other countries and on Manhunt. Um, and, you know, America is the most sleaziest country out of all of them. Uh, and second to rank is um England <laughs> and third would be Spain all the other countries that I've been to to promote the podcast on Manhunt they're they're decent they're, they're not showing their buttholes they're not showing their their hard-ons being beaten or or, or, or nasty, other nasty pictures come on guys I mean really do you really it's not like it's not smuthunt.net <laughs> it's manhunt.net um, <laughs> be, be nice to each other sleep have great dreams sleep well and I'll catch you guys next week and here I'm gonna leave you off with Jer I'm sorry I always say this I always pronounce this group's name as giraffe but it's gir- uh, giraffe giraffe and the track is called Fields take care y'all